Senior Life Journeys presents Carol Howell's Let's Talk Dementia, a podcast designed to help caregivers find knowledge, power, hope, and smiles in their dementia caregiving journey. Welcome to Let's Talk Dementia. Here is your host, best-selling author, Carol Howell. Welcome to Let's Talk Dementia. I am Carol Howell, your host, and as always, I'm glad you've taken time from your busy caregiving journey to tune in. It's always my hope that you learn something that makes your caregiving journey easier, more interesting, more fun, and maybe even bring a smile to your face. Today, I am just over the moon excited about today's guest, Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum. If you listen to this podcast, you know that I referred to him in an episode oh, about two or three days ago, and how what I have learned from him has already rocked my world. But Dr. Teitelbaum is a board-certified internist and nationally known expert in the fields of chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, sleep, and pain. He's authored only 10 books. I don't know how he has time for all that. (laughs) And the popular app called Cures A to Z. Now, I told you guys about that app in my episode um, regarding him. It's a great app. He's been on Good Morning America, CNN, Fox News, Dr. Oz, and Oprah and Friends. And now he's on my show. Yay. And he lives in the on the big island of Hawaii. And we're all jealous of that. Welcome to Let's Talk Dementia, Dr. Teitelbaum. Carol, it's great to be with you and your friends today. And today we're going to teach people that dementia, one, it's not all Alzheimer's. Two, it's often very preventable. And three, there's an awful lot you can do about it. Uh, So we're going to teach you how. I love that. I love that. I am all over the prospects of not getting Alzheimer's, Dr. Teitelbaum. My, My grandmother had it. My mother passed away a year ago this coming Sunday from Alzheimer's, and this is the field I'm in. So I, I need to be out of business. You know, mm-hmm. we don't. This is not what we need in our world. Tell us about why you think there are a lot of people diagnosed with Alzheimer's, and that's not what they have. Well, if you look, the only way to really accurately diagnose Alzheimer's disease with certainty is with a brain biopsy, which really Mm -hmm. isn't going to be done until after the person dies. But if you look at the studies um, of people who have been diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease, who they actually did autopsies, which are definitive, um, 30 to 50% of them did not have Alzheimer's. They had something else causing the dementia. So what happens is that you go to the doctor and the doctor has maybe 10 minutes for a visit. Um, And there's no way you can do a proper assessment. So what they kind of do is they figure, okay, you're having difficulty thinking. It's easy to give a diagnosis of Alzheimer's, um, Mm -hmm. which can become a bit of a wastebasket diagnosis. And then they give two medications, uh, Aricept or Namenda, that are Mm -hmm. really, uh, you know, sometimes they have a little bit of benefit, but really not a whole lot. And then on to the next person on their schedule. Uh, I know that when I treat people, my new patient assessments take me three hours of my one-on-one time. Uh, You can't really do this. Like, you know, trying to take care of dementia in a 10, 15-minute doctor visit uh, for the assessment is like trying to do heart bypass surgery in 15 minutes. It's just a work. Right. And so, you know, folks get this diagnosis of Alzheimer's. It hits them like a ton of bricks. They go home and they tell their families and the families start giving up. They, they just start giving up instead of going, wait, let's pursue this. Let's see if there's something else. No, this doctor they've trusted their whole life said it's Alzheimer's. So thereby it is Alzheimer's and you're just going to die. Oh, well. 
That's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It is. (laughs) So how, when you're diagnosing folks, how is that different? I mean, three hours? That's crazy. I love it, but it's crazy. <laughs> so let me give a different approach to it. Um, when the person is having severe cognitive problems, and again, I want to stress that um, if having difficulty with forgetting where you left the keys is not Alzheimer's disease. No. Um, forgetting how to use the keys, that's Alzheimer's disease. Mm-hmm. And that's a big difference. Um, so, you know, if you have a computer, it's say the brain is like a computer and you only have one gigabyte of stuff stored on it. You know, you're 10 years mm-hmm. old and you don't have much information in the thing. It's really easy to hunt down things and find the information. But if you've got 500 gigawatts, uh, you know, of uh, information um, or gigabytes of information, um, because you have a lifetime of experience, it takes longer to go and send out the search things and find stuff. That doesn't make the computer a worse computer. It just means there's much more information. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's okay that there's sometimes maybe difficulty with uh, word finding or even name finding. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just because you have so much more stuff in short-term memory that, you know, these things get moved to long-term memory. So you see somebody you've known for 10 years and you block on their name, that's not necessarily dementia. Uh, you don't know who the person is and they happen to be a child, that's dementia. Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> yeah, very good. I'm so glad that you're uh, uh, discussing this and my audience can hear someone besides me say some of these things and somebody with definitely more credentials than myself, uh, Dr. Teitelbaum, I, I remind my my clients and my listeners that when I'm working with them, always to seek their doctor's opinion that I've been to medical school two times. I want you to know this. And I had lunch both days. So, you know, I, I don't have this background that you have. So I'm very excited. Well, that's a blessing and a curse, Carol, seriously, (laughs) because there's such sometimes medicine is a science, but so often it's Mm -hmm. religion and it's religion based on what is being pushed because it's the most profitable thing out there. And mm-hmm. doctors have trouble telling the difference. The main journal uh, editor put very, said it very eloquently, she doesn't believe much of what she reads in journals anymore. And that was the editor of the Harvard Journal, another editor of the same Harvard Journal, New England Journal of Medicine, basically described most continuing medication, medical education as slick advertising math oh science. So, yeah. you know, Ooh. it's important for people to understand that the doctor there's things they know and there's things they really don't know and there's so mm-hmm. much they, but they don't know they don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Um, from what I have seen of physicians um, and through my clients and then my own personal journey with my mom and now with my brother-in-law, he has dementia from PTSD, Agent Orange in Vietnam. And it is very much, they, they can diagnose, but they have no idea how to care for um, what to do about dementia, the day-to-day of how it affects life. They have no clue. Just, mm-hmm. yep, you got it, take the medicine. And that's why I'm glad you, you, there's people like you who have come in from the medical side and went, okay, let me help you. Let's help step you through all these things. And we're going to talk about that, the steps through it in the dementia protocol on the second episode I will be recording here with Dr. Teitelbaum. So you guys be sure and tune into that too. But what I would like to hear from you is what 
what are some of the things that we as just average Joes and Janes in the world can do to reduce our chances of ever hearing those words in the doctor's office? Well, a lot. (laughs) I mean, if you look at the data, you know, there's so many things like, for example, you look at sleep, you know, people who have uh, midlife insomnia have a 24% higher risk of developing dementia. Um, mm-hmm. For And later in life, if you're not getting enough sleep, uh, that risk goes up to almost double. Um, on the other hand, they go, well, if you're getting more than nine hours sleep, then that risk goes even higher. But that, I don't think it's because you're getting the sleep. I think in those settings, they're not sleep. They are sleeping so much because of the dementia. So little mm-hmm. things like making sure that you optimize sleep. And it's good to know that the average night's sleep in the United States, average, until light bulbs mm-hmm. were invented 135 years ago, was about nine hours a night. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're now down to six so, and three quarter, and that's a 30% oh, yeah. pay cut, and that increased dementia <laughs> risk. So what is the one thing, or what are maybe two things that you could tell our clients to, our listeners rather, to help improve their sleep? I, let me stop, because I know being careful about how late you eat in the evening, watching TV, blue light, you know, exposure at night. Um, But do you recommend any supplements to help with sleep or things we should not take? Well, let me give you three key things. That'll be easy. Number one, uh, if you have young children and you want to put them to bed, you wouldn't dream of having them do watch a horror movie and try to put them to bed right after we have more sense than that it's basically you have a nighttime routine with something very calming and easy and enjoyable that they watch and then they drift off to sleep and when it comes to sleep uh, adults are just big children and if we're sitting there doing bills and worrying about stuff and watching what we call the news which is really i mean god bless i'm on you know uh, the media and the nice people and it is a utter fiction meant to scare people to death and make them hate each other. Um, So don't go watching that and thinking then you're going to go to sleep. First of all, um, I would just turn that off in general because, (laughs) you know, Mark Twain put it very well. He said, you know, if you don't read the news, you're uninformed. If you do read the news, you're misinformed. And uh, Jefferson <laughs> said it a lot less graciously than that. Um, it's a fiction. If I'm quoted correctly 20% of the time, that it actually really reflects what I'm saying, I'm impressed. Um, and it's meant to scare you to death and make you hate everybody. Oh, yeah. So turn it off. So turn it have off. a bedtime routine. Maybe have a nice, uh, if it's wintertime, soak in a nice hot bath with some Epsom salts light some candles, have some music you enjoy, even a glass of wine. Um, and yes, it's okay to have a drink or two before bedtime, just not six. Um, and, <laughs> you know, let yourself ease into sleep. Have this bedtime routine for yourself. If you still have trouble sleeping then, uh, there's two herbal mixes that are my favorite. One is called the Revitalizing Sleep Formula. And another one is called Terrific ZZZZ. So those two can be very terrific. Spell that. Terrific. T e r r i f i c. Oh, terrific. like sawing wood. Yeah. So these simple things can leave most people sleeping like kittens, and there's a lot more that can be done too. But you want to be cautious. If you have a history of Alzheimer's, then I would, you know, normally things like Benadryl and those kind of medications are just fine for sleep, but they do block acetylcholine and. Um, in people with a history of dementia, 
Uh, certainly, if you have a history, I wouldn't do it. Uh, and if you have a family history, um, probably better to use these other herbs that don't block acetylcholine. How do you feel about GABA? I think GABA is good. You know, whether you're doing GABA as a supplement by itself, it's pretty weak. So I'd rather give magnesium, uh, other things like mm -hmm. that, if I'm giving this a nutrient. Uh, the GABA okay. agents, like gabapentin, um, and they keep saying it's not a GABA agent, but it is. You know, I'll say it's a gated sodium channel blocking thing, but it still works through that pathway. Um, those are actually pretty reasonable. And um, if I have somebody that I need a medication for sleep, uh, the gabapentin at low dose is a very reasonable one. Okay. All right. Very good. So first thing you said for helping folks to prevent their chances of Alzheimer's was good sleep. Good sleep. And then number two okay. is nutrition. Um, oh, wow. Folate is one of the most, or folic acid is one of the most powerful nutrients for preventing nutrition. And this is even from the Alzheimer's Association. Most national associations uh, get their funding from the drug companies and they are very, very leery to say anything positive about anything natural because they're afraid of losing their mm -hmm. funding. But the head of the Alzheimer's Association still came out and noted that, that folate is one of the most promising treatments for prevention of, of Alzheimer's. So you wanna get 400 to 800 uh, micrograms of folic acid. You wanna get 500 milligrams of B12. You wanna get magnesium. Um, you wanna get the B vitamins. A nice, easy way to get all of this. Uh, and what I would recommend for all of you, just for overall health, um, it's a vitamin powder. It has all pretty much all the vitamins and minerals you need and uh, other nutrients you should be getting from the diet at optimal levels with the exception of omega-3s and enzymes and iron um, mm -hmm. because oil and water don't mix and iron could be toxic if you don't need it. Um, so it's called, and I would write this one down, it's called the Energy Revitalization System. Uh, one scoop, one drink a day replaces uh, over, and most people over 50 pills. It makes it easy wow, to optimize yeah. nutrition and really helps both whether you have the uh, dementia or whether you have a family history and don't want to get it. Um, the vitamin powder I would recommend for everybody. And I would take mm -hmm. that along with an omega-3 uh, because the brain uh, is mostly made up of DHA, which is a fish oil. Um, and the fish oil deficiency is a key player. Um, you don't have to take eight big fish oil pills and burp up fish oil burps all day. Um, <laughs> there's one I like called Vectomega. And you just take one or two a day. And, and this is what I do myself. I take two of the mm -hmm. omega-3 of the uh, vitamin powder. I take one of the Vectomega. And I take a Curamed, which is a unique curcumin. Um, if you look at India, mm -hmm. which and people there live on curries, which is curcumin. Uh, mm -hmm. They have a 70% mm -hmm. lower rate of Alzheimer's than in the U.S. And there's a wow. good chance. I don't think it does much once people have the disease. Um, I would still do it then, but I think it's for prevention. And prevention. I take one mm -hmm. curamed, mm -hmm. 750 milligrams each morning, along with the Vectomega and the vitamin powder. Um, just, I don't have a family history of it, but I just, it optimizes overall health really easily without mm -hmm. handfuls of pills and low cost. And doesn't, um, curcumin reduce inflammation? Curcumin is one of the most powerful, uh, herbals at decreasing inflammation. The problem is that most curcumin is very poorly absorbed. 
So if you're taking turmeric to get it, you'd have to take 350 to 500 turmeric pills to get what's in the one curam med. You'd have to take seven oh or eight God. curcumin pills to get what's in the one curam med. So the only form that I will use is C-U-R-A-M-E-D. Now, if you have ulcer issues, which unfortunately that's something no, I no problem with any of this. No problem with any of that. So it doesn't irritate no. it. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know. All right, sleep and nutrition. Give mm -hmm. us one more. Hormones. Um, the oh. effect of low thyroid, despite normal blood testing, can dramatically mm -hmm. increase uh, thyroid uh, Alzheimer's risk, or not Alzheimer's, but dementia risk. And uh, mm -hmm. whether the thyroid is too high or too low, both of these. So mm -hmm. you want to see a holistic physician who, if, if you're tired, achy, weight gain, cold intolerant, especially if you have a family history of low thyroid, these suggest that you need a trial of desiccated prescription thyroid uh, from a holistic doctor. And it should be adjusted to the dose that feels the best. Uh, not using the TSH, which is one of the most horribly unreliable tests ever created in human history, um, and, and the only test most doctors will use for thyroid, uh, but rather just looking at the free T4 hormone level. But basically, bottom line is see a holistic physician because they know what they're doing with this right. um, and optimize that. And I still think, even though the research goes back and forth, that optimizing the reproductive hormones uh, using only mm -hmm. bioidentical hormones, which are holistic. Never using prescription. Uh, well, the prescription one, yes, but they need to be bioidentical. And okay. then, uh, because most of the ones that doctors use um, have been synthetic because those are patentable and therefore they could be very expensive. Um, and that's what the doctors were taught to use um, because that's where the money is. The doctors don't know that. Yeah. They think they're doing the right thing. They're just mm -hmm. misinformed. Um, it's funny. One of, one of the uh, the companies making Premarin, uh, which was a pregnant horse urine estrogen, got sued. And as mm -hmm. part of discovery, uh, they found that many of the studies that had been put out supporting the use of Premarin were not written by the medical doctors and professors who they said authored the study. They were written by the PR department of the drug company. So nice. it's, you know, <laughs> it's, it's good to understand where doctor's information come from so you can make an informed decision. Mm -hmm. But if I was in my, uh, you know, hitting 50, male or female, mm -hmm. um, I would be using the bioidentical reproductive hormones to keep the level the same as when I was 30. Okay, good to know. Now, back to the um, the hormone for thyroid. I, I wrote it down here in the, in the middle word. I abbreviated, and I have no idea what it stood for. Desiccated something Desic thyroid. Desiccated, no middle word. word. Desiccated, well, prescription oh. thyroid. Prescription mm -hmm. thyroid, okay. And does, if I say that to my... Um, Holistic doctor. An, an integrative doctor. They're going to know. You won't even have to tell them. Just ask them, you know, if you're having... Just ask If them. you feel great, you don't need it. But if you're tired, achy, weight gain, yeah. cold intolerant, if that sounds like you, you have two or three of those, let the holistic doctor know that they will know to consider the thyroid hormone with mm -hmm. you. It's interesting you should mention the holistic type doctor. I just had my very first appointment ever with an integrative, um, what's the other a word? complementary, holistic, take a pick. Well, 
something like that physician last week. And um, she spent hour and a half with me and went over my food and my family history and what it is I take. She said, your vitamin B's that I had bought were the wrong form. They had uh, a word after like, I don't know. Anyway, she said, we need to change your vitamin B. My, my magnesium, which I take magnesium each night for sleep, preventing migraines and helping to reduce skin yeah, take, cancers. I take vitamin and B to mag- 400 milligrams. That'll decrease migraine frequency by about 67% after six weeks, along with the magnesium, B2. 400 milligrams a day. Mm-hmm. If you take the vitamin powder, for most people, that's going to really cover what they need. For the, it's going to cover, well. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but she was very interested in talking with me about um, getting my hormones checked, which I'm doing. I'm doing all of that stuff and the macronutrient testing. She said something to me, and when I left, I didn't have it clear in my brain, and I know you can answer this. She said, well, you might want to find out if you're a carrier of APOE4, and folks, that is uh, considered the Alzheimer's gene that you can get a copy of it from one parent, both parents, neither parent, um, if you have it. There's a potential increase for having Alzheimer's, but does it mean you're going to have Alzheimer's? I wouldn't bother with it. I think that this whole use of genetics okay. for predicting, um, if there's something you can do about it, then that's a different story. But if there, and I'm doing all the about yeah. it. So that's just the thing. I said, what, what is that? Going to, but she said that if I needed hormone therapy, that there were some therapies I could not have if I was a carrier of APOE4. Mm. I, or I'm, I'm, I'm not familiar with that, so it may just be something she knows that I don't, but I, I don't bother looking at that for when I give people the bioidentical hormones. I... Okay, all right, yeah, because I don't want to know if I'm a carrier. Like I said, mama had it, my grandmother had it, and I said to her, why would I want to know? She said, so you make the lifestyle changes. I said, but see, let's make the lifestyle changes and not find out, because I yeah, don't want to know. It's finding out, I, Carol, you know, because these tests are not accurate. It's basically in the old days we called putting a curse on yourself. Yeah, thank you, thank you, <laughs> because that's exactly how I feel. There's enough stress in my world. I don't need to add. Oh gosh, I've got the gene. Just take you know, reasonable so. precautions. Wow, all right, absolutely. And being smart, using our, God put that brain between our ears for a reason. <laughs> Let's try using it. You know, you know, Doctor Tuttlebaum. I've got several books out myself, not ten, and they've not done anywhere near no. as well as yours, but pretty good on Amazon. And I've got one that's called, if my body is a temple, why am I mm-hmm. eating donuts? And I think that's a pretty good question. A lot of us need mm-hmm. to look at, you know, why are we eating the junk? Well, well Carol, let, let me give a different so. perspective that maybe is a little slightly different. Um, I'm okay with people having donuts once in a while. I mean, I haven't had a donut in 40 years, probably, but you know, <laughs> give or take, but it's just, on the other hand, it's okay for people to have some pleasure here and there. Just don't make it your main dish. Get the healthy food, right. eat healthy overall. And then if you want to treat chocolate, chocolate's a health food. But again, save it, save it for dessert, Yay. not for your main dish. Well, my husband has an allergy to chocolate, so we think, but I'm pretty sure it's milk chocolate because he's mm-hmm. allergic to milk. And we wonder how he would do with the really good, high-quality chocolate that's not milk chocolate. Been a little afraid <laughs> to try it, but... You know, I don't know. All right. So we've got the top three things that Dr. Teitelbaum is recommending for you guys to help reduce your chances of dementia, which is happy news, is good sleep. And that just sounds wonderful to me. Good nutrition and getting your hormones checked and balanced out and going to a natural doctor for that. Your your family doctor is probably not going to be your no, best a bet. holistic doctor. And so, I do treat people from all over the world. 
Uh, but again, my new visits are three hours for both the tune-ups and the assessments. So if you're just doing it for prevention, um, it's I'm going to be more expensive than you want to pay for prevention with the three hours. Find a good local holistic mm -hmm. doctor and, and do the things you talked about today and then forget about it. Then just get on with your life and listen to part two of this because you'll get some ideas about what if you have dementia that also can apply here for prevention as well. Right. Right. Very good. Dr. Teitelbaum, thank you just so much. I have just so enjoyed. I've made 50,000 notes from our pre or the interview that I saw you on with um, Alzheimer's Awakening the Mind or whatever it was called. And then today that I'm it's, it's really changing things for me and making me stop and look at my vitamins and make some changes. And, and um, I thought about you when I visited my doctor this past week to start this natural process of, of, of healing for, for all of me. And I'm excited about it. And folks, I'm sure you've learned a lot. Dr. Teitelbaum, tell them how they can find you online. And, and if they want to invest in your services, even though you say you're more expensive, okay. Um, but if you're taking patients and then also a little plug there, if you're still doing that, um, well, research. Um, my research now is focusing mostly on the fibromyalgia area. Um, if people okay. are interested in appointments with me, they can email, um, Sarah, who's my appointments manager at appointments with an S at the end at endfatigue.com. Mm -hmm. So E, and like Nancy, T like David, the word fatigue.com. Uh, for the supplements I talked there about, they're really readily available all over the place. Uh, but they we do carry them also at my website, end, E, and like Nancy, D like David, fatigue.com. Um, if you want a nice, simple tool, it's a 15-minute quiz. Uh, it can analyze the pertinent blood test, but you don't need to have blood tests to do it. Um, and it's right down this link. It's www.energyanalysisprogram.com. It'll analyze your symptoms and will address a lot of the things uh, that we talked about today as well for optimizing just overall vitality. Uh, to help protect your body and keep you healthy. And that's a wow, free quiz we do just because not everybody can afford to see me. And even though I do treat people by phone often as well, people don't have, and come to Hawaii, but okay. you don't have to. <laughs> well, might be a good excuse, right? <laughs> Dr. Tidebaum, thanks for joining me. And I'm looking forward to our next episode here where we'll dig in a little bit into the dementia protocol that um, you have developed. And folks, check out his website. And I hope you've learned something. I hope you feel a sense of joy and expectation for good things for the future for you and your family. As we work towards eliminating this thing called dementia in our world, we don't have to have this. Yay, I'm happy. Blessings and smiles on your caregiving journey. Bye-bye. A special thank you to our sponsors, National Association of Veterans and Families, 800-352-2919 or www.navf.org. Contact them for information regarding benefits for the veteran or the spouse of the veteran. Tell them Carol sent you. National Association of Veterans and Families. They speak veteran, so you don't have to. HD Imports, located in Rock Hill, South Carolina, wonderful mechanics for the repair and maintenance of Honda, Hyundai, Acura, Toyota, and Kia. HD Imports, 803-985-0985.
I would like to take a special moment and thank you for being a part of Let's Talk Dementia. You can find all of our resources at our website, letstalkdementia.org. Our podcasts, our videos, our books, our blogs, and a form where you can contact me are all right there on the website. I look forward to hearing from you. Blessings and smiles.